Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Cold Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cold Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guide, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, I'm going to introduce to you another in the analyst series for the month of July right now. He hails from Chicago. He now is in Atlanta and he is the founder and CEO of the three point conversion. And you can hear his show every Saturday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking about Mr. Raphael Haynes, a.k.a. Mr. Controversy. Now, he will be on another show of mine, and I'll talk about that at the end of the show. But I want you to listen to reminiscing on the three-peat of the Bulls days, comparing Chicago fandom to Atlanta fandom, and much more. I think you're going to really enjoy it. This is what he had to say. You grew up there at a real interesting time. Uh, I mean, you were growing up at around the time when the Bulls were just reeling off chip after chip after chip. So how was it growing up then in seeing Jordan in your in your city just rep the Bulls the way he was doing and just collecting championships like it was going out of style? Great. (laughs) You know, we were spoiled. Mm -hmm. You know, I kid now. You know, I think about um, think about the Memorial Day, um, Memorial Day period, and I think like this Memorial Day we had finals was on. Whereas when I was growing up with the Bulls, every time it was Memorial Day, that meant the Bulls was playing the Knicks or somebody. <laughs> you know, that was the right. Eastern Conference Finals, Game Four of the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. and we were always on. So, but it was great, man. It 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 really got me so spoiled to the point where it was just a given that the Bulls were going to win or the Bulls were going to, not even that the Bulls were going to win, but the Bulls were going to be near the end. Even the years in 89 and 90, mm. conference finals, Memorial Day, the Bulls were playing on TV when we were playing mm. the Pistons losing. But we always knew we were going to be towards the end. And I think that growing up in that era, it made me appreciate basketball. It made me appreciate toughness because the Bulls were tough. I think mm-hmm. – we don't get credit for being tough. You got to remember, we went through the Pistons. We went through, we had to, I shouldn't say through, but we had to defend our championships from the New York Knicks. So we went through maybe five out of the four or five, five out of six years, we were playing uh, bully teams, you know? And so we don't get credit a lot for being tough. But now when I look at basketball, one thing I don't like is teams that are soft. And that's because I grew up with that brand of basketball, being tough, mentally tough, uh, prepared, 
the Bulls were always prepared, and then we always had the best in Michael Jordan. So right. when I came to Atlanta, believe it or not, Cole, I came to Atlanta and in 96, so at the beginning of the last three, mm. when I came to Atlanta and hearing people say that they hated the Bulls and Michael Jordan, <laughs> I thought I was blasphemy. I'm like, why? Like, why would you hate the Bulls? You know? And living mm. in Atlanta, I know we're going to get into it later, but it was mm. just weird because Atlanta was more of a city where it's a melting pot. So you had people that like the Hawks, Knicks, I mean, different teams, you know, because it was a melting pot here. Right. But Chicago was Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have had two or three people that didn't like the Bulls. I knew some guy that, that loved Indiana, which was weird to us. How you a Reggie Miller fan? You in Chicago? <laughs> Stuff like that. But <laughs> it was like when I came down here, <laughs> like what? <laughs> you, hate, you hate the Bulls? You supposed to hate the Knicks? I mean, that's who we hated. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but man, we were spoiled, man. It, I remember '94 mm-hmm. when we lost. Um, that was the year. That was the first year Jordan wasn't there. And we lost to the Knicks after mm-hmm. getting cheated by um, Hugh Hollins when he made that horrible call on Hugh Davidson. Pippen fought him, then came back like in that summer and said, I made a mistake. But anyway, let me get me started with that. But I remember losing that series, and I'll tell it, first time I probably told it, man, I ain't watched basketball right after that, man. I didn't watch the Knicks when Knicks were playing Indiana. I barely watched that, so I missed the classics, the classic um, series when Indiana Knicks were in the conference final, and Reggie was going at it with Spike. I missed that. The Houston Knicks game, I only think I watched the last two minutes of game seven because I, I couldn't watch it. I think a lot of us, we couldn't watch. It was hard to watch basketball without, without Jordan and the Bulls or the Bulls. That's mm. how spoiled we were. Wow. Wow. And I've always wanted to ask that to someone who lived in Chicago around that time because it, 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 it seemed really interesting how uh, it, it, it seemed as if the people in Chicago, it mirrored how most of the country felt too, because, you know, we saw this dynamic athlete just rule the roost when it came to the NBA for almost 10 years. And then all of a sudden he says, okay, I'm gonna hang it up. And it seemed as if it was a whole shift right. and it was hard to really grasp onto how the sport was becoming in those in that year and a half that Jordan was there. And it actually did seem as if not just people in Chicago, it seemed like much of the country checked out and said, eh, it's not as, it's not quite as fun. Uh, now I, I don't think I, I, I would want to watch, watch basketball now. For, uh, it needs to have Jordan in it. Forget it. And it was just interesting. It was just interesting. But yeah, yeah we definitely get to uh, how you move to the A later. But uh, well, of course you rep the Bulls, I figured. And in your videos, I've seen you wear uh, Bears jerseys. So right. uh, do you go hard for all Chicago teams, uh, Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks? And or I should ask, which of the baseball teams do you go hard for? <laughs> oh, good. Yes, I do go hard for most of the uh, major leagues, if not all. I mean, you know, besides soccer. I mean, they, soccer came to Chicago after I left, so... Mm-hmm. After um, I would root for them, of course, I was wasn't really watching soccer back then. But you know, now after covering the Atlanta Dream down here, I you know yeah. that, that's probably mm-hmm. one of the teams that I root for besides and WNBA is probably besides Chicago teams. But yeah, Bull, Bears first, Bulls, uh-huh. uh, Cubs. Uh, Cubs are my favorite okay. baseball team. Now the funny thing about the Cubs and White Sox. Mm-hmm. And White Sox fans, Dow White Sox fans hate the Cubs. And they're jealous because, I don't know why, because they have a, they had a chip, you know, they, they won the ring and mm-hmm. I forgot what year, 2000, I forgot what year they won, but they won the ring 
Mm-hmm. And so I don't understand why they hate the Cubs, but they hate the Cubs. Maybe because the Cubs get so much fanfare. But mm. the Cubs fan, it's not like we hate the White Sox fans. You know, we should be one of the envy of them, but we're not. And um, but I'm a big time Cubs fan. I don't hate the White Sox. You know, I'm watching them. I root for them. But um, I'm a Cubs fan, a Blackhawks fan. So I go hard. I'm one of those fans, a fanatic. You know, where mm. like with the Bears, if we lose. Mm. And it's funny because, you know, I mean, we hadn't been, won a Super Bowl. We hadn't been to the Super Bowl since 2006, before right. then, 1985. So mm. it's not like we're making the playoffs every year. But if we lose, I can't watch Sports Center At that time, back then, it was Sports Center, like Sports Center, NFL Network, Highlights. I couldn't watch it until Wednesday. That's how mad I was. Like, it would ruin my whole week. That's how much of a diehard fan I am. Bulls, same way. We lose. And with playoffs, I go hard. I take it hard. So I'm one of those type of fans, even with the Blackhawks and Cubs. Mm-hmm. So even with the, when the Cubs won the World Series at Game 7, I could not. Going down to the, down the stretch in the ninth, I think mm-hmm. it was eighth inning when um, they came back and hit that home run. Yeah. It was going nice. But mm-hmm. I was sick. I mm-hmm. couldn't watch it no more. I, I thought Joe Madden was throwing the game. But I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't watch it. Even when it went into overtime and then it had a rain delay. Mm-hmm. I had to turn I had to turn it off for a minute. I couldn't I couldn't <laughs> do it. It was too much invested. My my emotions were dead. And I was like, if we lose this game, as late as it is, I'm not gonna be able to go to work. <laughs> I'm not going. Like I already know I'm not gonna be able to go to work. So it was <laughs> I'm that type of fan. You know. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah, you that go type hard. of fan. You go hard for your teams. Okay. All right. Well then my apologies for how the Bears have been the last seven years because uh, <laughs> they would they would they they upset me and i'm not a bears fan so i can only imagine how it'd be for you Oof, man yeah so uh yeah yeah i want to know your opinion on this so we witnessed last year uh colin kaepernick uh do his stance and and of course the the nfl uh i guess heads outside of goodell were railing against it and the, and pretty much the big time payers of, 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 of the sport was disliking it. Yet you had most players and most other fans actually enjoying what he stood for. And, and they enjoyed the fact that he was able to sort of channel and wake up echoes of what Muhammad Ali did and, and, and Jim Brown and other athletes before now. So fast forward to now and we're starting to see teams basically taking a hands-off approach on him do you think that this is how can i phrase this do you think this is uh, a purposeful blackmailing or do you think it's for nfl teams they're justifying it by saying well he's been three and 19 for the last two years and yeah he threw for 16 touchdowns of four picks last year but he barely won one game when he started last year, which of the ledger do you think is more true? Well, it can't be the um, what you you know what you just stated. The fact that they were three and nineteen, he's been three and nineteen for the last two years. The reason why it can't be that because the fact that the team suck in football. Mm-hmm. It has not. I mean, we've seen who, who we've seen Peyton Manning, you know, have a horrible season his first year. We've seen a lot, a lot of good quarterbacks not have great seasons. But you look at their talent-wise, no disrespect to anyone, but who did they have? What receiver did they have? 
Yeah, Tory Smith you and know, <laughs> right. Shoot, you, I don't even want to mention Tory Smith, man. <laughs> so, like, right. they didn't have anybody. So it's hard to win in the NFL. I don't care how how talented you are when you're mm-hmm. you don't have a lot of people. Now, true enough, some of that was Kaepernick's fault because he was playing horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, but. At some point, but last year, 16-4 with the team he had, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions with the team he had, can't be that. So I think this is what it is. Not just being blackballed, but I think it's more of, I ain't going to say more of, I think it's blackballed, and I think that's some of it. Like I, said, I don't think it, that's just it. But I also think it's the fact that teams are scared of the backlash that will come if they sign this quarterback. Yeah. That's just the way it is. I mean, look at what happened last year anyway. You had a lot of people booing and mad at him. I mean, you got to remember, whether you agree or not, he, this was the American flag right. that people felt like he disrespected. Now, I was with him. I agree with why he was standing up. I think that's what people missed the most is the fact that what he was standing up for and why, right. oh, uh, kneeling down for, I should say, and why versus the platform he was using. Right. But other than that, I think you have to, you know, as an owner, you do think about that, man, what would happen if we sign this guy and then people start, you know, protesting or people say, you know what, we're not, we're not coming to the game. So we're, we're that, I mean, you have to think about that. So I think that was a combination of that. And then he got blackballed. I think he did. I think he got blackballed to some degree. So, I mean, right now it's still like I'm talking to someone, it's still not too late for him to join the team and it could be, where he just get on the team it might not be the perfect situation for you know, but I just think that right now it's not it's not fair. Even though he knew what he was doing, but I just think it's when Mark Sanchez is getting the job, ain't no way in the world Mark Sanchez have a job and Kaepernick <laughs> is on the streets. Mm-hmm. That, that doesn't make sense. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think he is part of being blackballed with certain men, certain owners, and then I think it's worrying about what's going to happen. Like for Kaepernick to come back and play, he's going to have to go to a football city. Football city. And what I mean by football city, New York, got to be one of New York teams, Philadelphia, Chicago, Green Bay. He can't, he can't go to Miami. Right. He, he, he can't go to Jacksonville. I agree with you on that. You know, he can go to Pittsburgh. Like I said, you look at Van Roethlisberger, as many times as he's been in trouble for raping and or allegedly raping someone, but he's still with the Steelers. Why? People say, oh, because he's white or what? No, it's not. Let's be real. It's not because he's white. Because he's in Pittsburgh. Right. That's a football city. The fans really don't care about none of that stuff. Okay, he messed up. That's horrible. But when it's time to play football, as long as he's playing and he's playing well, that's all that matters. Why did right. you think Vic had a chance to come back? The only yeah. teams he could have went to was a football city. And who did he go to? Philadelphia. Yeah. And what happened? They didn't care. He won them. He started. This man got a second $100 million contract. The first person in NFL history to get $200 million, two $100 million contract. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he was in a football city that all they cared about was what are you going to do on the field? Yeah. It's as simple as that. And it's, it, it's beautiful how you express that. And it reminds me of what uh, the one of the owners of, of the Giants, John Mara, uh, said. And he said exactly what you stated. Like, man, gotten these letters from from the uh, season ticket holders that said, uh, if you have Kaepernick on your team, I'm going to pull my season ticket, uh, my season ticket money. We're not going to go to the games at all. And he said that that was the, that was the, the biggest issue with, uh, with the, the fan base with the Giants 
and he would cause a huge distraction. Now, the issue I had with that was so this guy who basically had a principle for which he stood. And yes, he used it in the backdrop of probably one of the most idolized symbols in the world. I get that. But you also are the same owner that resigned a domestic abuser after you found out that he did this. You know, so mm-hmm. it, it, it's maddening to me. And, you know, when, when, when I can hear owners say that about on one side of their mouth about a, a, a one guy and on the other side say, yeah, even though what he did is worse, we can excuse that because he doesn't affect the bottom line. You know, and, it, yeah, right, right. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say that's what the NFL is all about, and I've been saying this for years. The NFL. Okay, you look at the NBA. The NBA is. I mean, right now the way they've handled situations, they're all about the players, making sure the players are feeling safe, and that's their issue. I mean, true enough, you're going to have issues where the owners and the players don't agree, but for the most part, the commissioner's job is to make sure the players feel safe. Yeah. And the owners, to a certain degree, have that feeling as well. Right. You know, we want to we want to do it the right way. Right. I'll put it like that. And we want to mm-hmm. do it the right way. That's Major League Baseball. I mean, there's more built. There's built more on tradition, respecting right. the game. Mm-hmm. The NFL is about and let's make sure let's protect the shield. Basically saying mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever we can, whatever we can do to make the shield look good. That's what we're going to do. Right. So we don't want any bad pub publicity we we don't want any great clouds hanging over so we're going to do and say what's right prime example the ray right situation right when ray rice did what he did they swept it under the rug why because ray rice is a great guy was a great guy he never got in trouble was a stand-up guy good running back but he was i mean he displayed himself as a, a great person yeah so when rice got in the situation they swept it under the rug all right we're going to pop pat we're going to give you a little spanking. You be, we're just suspending for two games just to make it look good. Right. Everything was good. Mm-hmm. When that video surfaced and everybody <clears throat> went, now all of a sudden he's suspended. Why? You saw the video. It wasn't, no, it wasn't any way that you didn't see that video. Exactly. But that's the NFL. So mm-hmm. listen to what the owner said. When we got people saying we're poor, that was money. That makes us look bad. Uh, right. We can't have that. Mm-hmm. Versus we signed a domestic guy. This guy had domestic problems, but you don't really hear a lot of fuss. Think about it, man. They've let, that's why I say it's not just black and white, because it's, it's bigger than the NFL when it comes to stuff like that. But mm-hmm. think about it. You had two people kill people <laughs> while drunk driving. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the first guy's name from St. Louis Rams. Yeah, Leonard Little. He, he was Little. Little. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you have uh, um, Star Wars. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. played in the NFL right after that. Yep. No, no fuss. Mm-hmm. Howard is a black guy. Yeah. Playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Now he did it right. He stayed there with him, but it wasn't a big, you know. Right. But it wasn't nothing to make the NFL look bad. Right. That's what they are. So that's why I say it could be. I think some of it is blackballing, but you have a lot of every. They they just we don't want to lose our fan base. We don't. So yeah. I mean that's why I say if 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 we if you know a lot of people talking about. Hey, let's go ahead and take a stand and, you know, boycott the NFL by not watching it or however you do. That's going to help, too. But the NFL is going to be in the, <laughs> they're gonna be confused because it's like, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to not – we got this side that's against him, but boycotting this side is for him, boycotting, you know, what we're going to do. But, again, I don't – the boycotting is – I don't think 
like I said, it's just because they're like, you know what, we don't want Kaepernick to play because he stood up for the flag and that's it. And I don't think it's that because if we boycott, it's not necessarily we're boycotting because the owner said we're not letting him in because because um, what he did was wrong. He's not playing because, like you just explained, they're scared because other people are pulling their tickets away. So, uh, of course, we can, you know, people can go ahead and counter, counter mm-hmm. it, and we can see what happened, but it's just a messy situation. It's, it's just the NFL. That's what it yeah. is. It's the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And, and that couldn't have been explained any better, too. Uh, that that was well said. That was well said. Yeah, because it, it is all about if it... <laughs> If it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. Uh, that's really how the NFL has gotten to be the number one sport in, in, in North America. And it continues to be that. Mm-hmm. It continues to be that, you know, and then on top of it, and it, you, you touched on it. You have the NBA whose union is absolutely ironclad and strong because the whole product is geared toward the players. Even the owners know that and the owners feed into right. that. Whereas you have in the NFL, the union is very weak, weak to the point where you now have the owners who did not did not earn the majority of the revenue in the last collective bargaining agreement got to earn the majority of the revenue. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it is it is definitely for the NFL. And I hate just like you. I love the sport, too. But it's like what you said. It's all about the dollar. I mean, it's all about the dollar bill. And if you don't focus on that. You tend to want to paint all these other issues with the okay, yeah, they're black, they're they're blackballing Kaepernick because he's black, and just leave it at that. You know, you have to dig deeper in all this stuff. You just have right. to. You just have to. Yeah. <sighs> Special thanks to Mister Controversy. He is going to be one of the six interviews that I am going to unveil. For the new program called Revelations. This is going to be my new interview only platform. I think you all are going to enjoy it. It's going to be a little different. And it's going to not be all sports related. But it's going to actually still be impactful nonetheless. If you want to catch the full interview of this gentleman here. Just go to Revelations. I'll have that information in the show notes. If you happen to like this episode or any episode you've heard thus far, come on down to ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You can purchase books. You can purchase shirts. You can also get a free book. And you can join the Cold Sports VIP room. Along with it, you can make your voice heard and felt. You can find all of that on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You can check out me and this brand on Cold Sports with the Z.com. See, it doesn't matter where you listen to me, how you listen to me, or when you do. I just want you to do this one simple thing, VIP, and that is to enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman. I am Cole Johnson, and this is... Cole Sports! You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.